a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Welcome back to The Grind, a church planning podcast featuring practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement. Coming to you fresh from Little Rock, here's your hosts, Dave McClung and Neil Scoggins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, the newest episode of The Grind. And uh, we are excited that you came back to join us today, whether you're running on a treadmill or driving in traffic or walking the dog, you know, just glad to have you here with us, uh, however you choose to listen to this. And uh, if you listened to the last episode, you are aware that the one and only, the illustrious uh, Chad Grigsby, my the Rocky to my Bewinkle, has departed us and gone to, I don't know if it's greener pastures in Columbus, Ohio or not, uh, colder pastures. And so he's taken a, a position with Life Point Church in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, will be a church planning catalyst with North American Mission Board up there as well. And so excited for Chad and Jessica as they move. Uh, uh, they will be moved by the time this podcast airs. So we'll miss them. But in his place, we have a brand new co-host. We teased a little bit on the last episode, and but didn't want to give uh, anything away too quickly. We're still not sure if he's going to stick or not, whether he is, is high quality enough. We'll find out in this episode. But we've got the one, the only, the magnanimous, the lovely, the um, inadequately cloth, uh, <laughs> Neil Stoggins. Dude, I, I'm, I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I've, I've heard magnanimous, but I, you know, I, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, well, this, uh, hey, I thought my name was Record Scratch. That's what I thought my name was. That's right. It, it that's was like, from... From the last episode. From the last yeah. episode. I'm record scratched, yeah. man. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's it's cool. I'm gonna tell you, man. It, it's uh I feel I feel very special being here. Uh, not not taking Chad's place, but just filling a space, man. It's kinda cool to to hang out with uh Big Dave. So this this is what we like to call an upgrade. It oh, wow. And, uh, okay. <laughs> for, it's an upgrade for me because uh I was I used to sit in the closet and talk to myself. So now yeah, there'll be other people listening. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. For, for yeah. those in our listening audience that don't know, uh Neil used to be a radio DJ at a country station in I Little was. Rock. Yeah, yeah. That and, was, uh, <laughs> yeah that was, what was your DJ name? I was Neil Scott on Kicks one oh three. Yeah. Look at that I, man, th- still got the voice and everything. Yeah, well that you know, but I couldn't so here's the deal. I couldn't go out to do live remotes because the program director said I can't guarantee your safety. So, <laughs> so I, I had to stay in, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah it was different. For for those of y'all who don't know, Neil is black. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Depending That's on right. who's calling the house. I'm That's just right. saying. Yeah, so it was <laughs> It was a little different. Yeah, it was a little different. But uh, yeah, man, I'm yeah. telling you, I had a lot of fun in uh, in radio, man. And so now this uh, kind of comes full circle for me. So it's cool, man. Dave, thanks for just allowing me to come and hang out with you guys. For oh, a while. man. I, yeah, there were, you were the first guy that popped into my mind. We talked about continuing the grind after Chad left. I thought, man, Neil will be fun. And 
He's got he's got the voice made for radio, the face made for radio, exactly. Uh, there you you go. know, for podcasting, and <laughs> and so uh, so this is just a match made in heaven, my <laughs> friend. Right. <laughs> if I'm the first person that came to your mind, you're pretty shallow. I'm just saying. <laughs> you have no pool of of people here. I'm just saying. You know, us Row City boys got to stick together. That's it, and man. So, Row uh, City Chiefs, buddy. That's, that's right. It. That's right. That's so, uh, so for all of our Rose City friends out there, and uh, uh, Alan Elkins is probably the only one that listens to this podcast. That's right. I was going to say, he's the only one. Everybody else is doing something different. That's right. That's right. We won't say what. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, hey, that's yeah. why we're in ministry, so we can see that's our right. classmates in heaven. <laughs> that's right. That's oh right. man! Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, no, so exciting. We're, we're glad to, glad you joined us. It's gonna be fun. It's oh yeah, be fun. oh yeah. So, man, you you so, you know, coming out coming out with this one, you swung for the fence, Dave. As far as guests are concerned. Oh yeah, today. oh yeah. We you know, hey, nothing but the best for you, buddy. To start See, with, there you, you know? go. So, uh, high end. You you are you you know. We wanted to start off with a bang, and uh, we searched to and fro across the world and looking for wise sages that could dispense wisdom like no other. There you go. And since we couldn't find any of them, uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, uh, we landed with our good buddy, Todd West, directional pastor of Oasis Church. What's up, Todd? Well, I knew it would be an interesting introduction. <laughs> I knew that for sure. So you did not disappoint, Dave. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, thank you no, guys for having me. Yeah. I tell you, man, we, we, we love us and Todd West and, and uh, love Oasis Church and, and what you guys are doing. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, in a later episode, we're going to kind of unpack all the craziness that, uh, that Todd has led the Oasis guys to pursue with kind of a decentralization of their staff and planting four churches at one time uh, and and about to, to have a fifth with Prene and yeah. and uh, God has just blessed tremendously it, you know Todd's ministry over the years he planted Oasis Church about what about 15 years ago is that right yeah that's about right yeah and so and then now seeing Oasis branch out into uh, Saline County and Conway and Camden and Little Rock and still have the the North Little Rock <clears throat> location as well and, and uh, just some incredible things happening there and and uh, just excited to see see what God continues to do with you buddy and, uh, and your you. crew. I'm just uh, I'm still just thinking about Neil being a country DJ. Uh, I can't get past there, that. Dude. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, yeah, I, okay. you know, I got my uh, I got my belt but uh, my belt buckle today that has a fist on it, so I you know kind of throws him off a little bit. You don't know the brothers had a, had a belt buckle with a fist on it, like on the pick back in the day. So yeah, we yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it throws people off a little bit, but uh, hey, yeah. that's. Uh, it was uh, it was yeah. fun, yeah. <laughs> I th- you know, if you wanted to really throw people off, just carry a pick. They yeah, there, what you that's right. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to pick anymore. Yes. So yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> why that guy got a pick in his back pocket? <laughs> <laughs> right. If I got a pick in my pocket, it's a weapon. So yeah. you better be careful. That's right. <laughs> that thing's disguised as brass knuckles. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, goodness. Cool. Well, we want to have uh, Todd on, and and we are. 
this year at the ABSC, and we've uh, Tim Wicker and, and Willie Jacobs and I have been on this journey kind of together for about ten years, doing church planning with the ABSC, and and always evaluating, always trying to make things better. And one of the things that we really wanted to hone in this year on and, and strengthen was our, our coaching process. And and so thought it'd be great to to kick off a podcast uh, talking about coaching with one of the best coaches I know. He's just continually raised up incredible young leaders and poured into those young leaders and drawn out uh, of those young leaders things that they probably didn't even know they had in them. And and so when we started thinking about trying to do a podcast on coaching, couldn't think of anybody better than Todd West to talk to. So, uh, so Todd, kind of talk about your coaching journey. Uh, I know you're, you've been nationally trained and been doing kind of a process for several years, but, but what drew you into that? Who have been significant coaches in your life? And, you know, what, what was, what's kind of been your journey in, in the area of coaching? Yeah, I remember um, probably about seven years ago, uh, I have a good friend who pastors in Texas, Larry Barker, and um, uh, Larry, I would just call and visit with him about things and and uh, it, it was just amazing how I could just come to the right answers talking to him. And yeah. so I finally said, man, how do you do this? And he said, well, you know, there's kind of a technique to it. And uh, so that's when he kind of introduced me to the idea of coaching and actually a group of guys. Um, we, we went to Seattle and went through, you know, um, uh, the coaching model with Keith Webb and and got trained there. It was about a five-day really intensive training. And so uh, on the heels of that, I just started having opportunities to coach lots of pastors and, and church planners. But it was just a big difference uh, in what I had done in the past. In the past, I was doing more telling, you know, here's, yeah. here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, let me give you these five things that you need to do and that kind of thing. And with coaching, you know, it's more of um, asking the right questions and letting the Holy Spirit draw out of them what it is that God's telling them to do instead of, uh, you know, me just telling all the time. Yeah. Did you, right. did you, did, so how did you get here? I mean, <clears throat> you know, did you plant first? Did you do some other stuff? Because people don't just stumble into coaching. You know, yeah. it's like a process. So how did you get to that place of, of just pulling out that calling that God has in you? Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think, Neil, it was because of just the experience of being coached by someone who knew how to coach. Gotcha. You know, and uh, I think that's what really drew me in and said, man, a lot of people really need this. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I'm just of the opinion that everybody needs a coach. And uh, yeah. uh, so anyway, I think a lot of um, – a lot of what really wanted me to start coaching was just all of the over the years all the guys I've met you know and connected with and pastors and so you know I've noticed for years that I've just had a lot of opportunities to talk to pastors and church planners and and I'm I was excited to find a new way of helping them it was really a, a kind of a big aha moment for me wow that's cool that's real cool yeah yeah, because you're right when you when you say that, you know, a lot of folks need coaching. I yes. mean, we just because, you know, depending on where you come from, just kind of the the area that I come from, church planning was not a line. I mean, we didn't know what church planning was. Yes. 
So just to figure it out and then have a coach, we're way down, you know, oh, that's yeah. way down the road for, for, for some guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, it just gives you such a great advantage, you yeah. know, when you have someone, you know, that's coaching you on a, at least a monthly basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So, so talk about uh, kind of the, you, you were trained in the coaching model with Keith, Keith Webb, and there's a, a, a great book by Keith called The Coach Model, where I guess he kind of outlines his strategy and approach there. Mm-hmm. What would kind of kind of highlight some of the key aspects of, of good coaching based on the model you were trained in? What are some tips that you could give some guys that you know maybe have an interest in this, pursuing this, but you know just some some first steps or, or starter uh, kind of tips? Uh, as guys kind of begin this journey well i think i think one of the things to think about is is coaching is really you know it's different from counseling in that coaching really moves you toward action steps Mm -hmm. so every time every time there's a coaching conversation with someone they're coming out of it with action steps that they developed themselves so the the coaching is really about learning how to ask the right questions and resisting the urge to tell them what you think they ought to do. Mm, yeah. And so yeah. that, that's a big part of it. Um, and coaching, you know, um, you know, coaching is something that really needs to happen everywhere. So, you know, even in my home, there's a lot of coaching that goes on with my teenage daughters, you know, just asking them the right <laughs> questions instead of telling them everything they need to do, yeah. trying to help them discover that. So, I've told pastors that, you know, I really encourage everyone to learn coaching because it really helps you, you know, in conversations that you're having with with people that serve in ministries. And so often ministry leaders will come to me and say, hey, I got this going on. What do I need to do? And I'll I'll flip that and say, well, what are some ideas you've had? Yeah, yeah. And it really helps them to reach down and discover some of those answers from themselves. Uh, as they're being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, is there a yeah. difference between coaching a church planter and coaching a ministry leader? Because you talked about doing a ministry leader. What's the difference, or what? How do you approach it differently? Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think it's that much different. I think. I think uh, it's still just asking them, you know, questions that are really going to help them discover the answers that God's trying to give to them. And so, you know, I think I think the coach model really works with a guy who's a businessman, mm. a guy who's a doctor, a guy, you know, someone who is, you know, working in children's ministry, someone who's planting a church or pastoring a church. It's really the same model that can be used for people from all different walks of life. And you really don't have to be an expert in something to coach someone. So if I had a you know, if I had a physician come to me today and said, I, I want you to coach me. Well, I don't have to know everything about being a doctor to really help him. Gotcha. The, yeah. co- the coach model will help me if I'll follow it. I can I can help anybody no matter what they do. Yeah, that's man. That's that's neat. I, I needed a coach. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and over the years, I, you know, that's one of the things I don't, you know, I don't know if you know, dad would have considered what he did with me coaching, but he was a master at asking good questions of Mm -hmm. me, you know, in ministry over the years. And so, uh, and he would always, and he would always have this uncanny knack for asking me the hard question that I didn't want anybody to ask me. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, 
you know, he's kind of, you know, half Holy Spirit and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and discerning some of that stuff. What, what are, you know, when you're, what are some, some tips you'd give for, you know, really getting at the right questions? You know, uh, I know part of it's just, you know, listening well, but, you know, are there any tips that you've learned over the years to, to really get at, you know, the, the good questions and, mm-hmm. and the, the right questions yeah. that people need to ask? <clears throat> yeah, I think most of the time when people start talking to you about something, it's important to remember that they're going to, they're going to ask you a question. In other words, they're going to try to say to you, well, what do you think I need to do here? Mm-hmm. And I think a good coach, you know, kind of anticipates that and, <clears throat> and, and resists that opportunity and, and really begins to say to them, well, tell me some of the ideas you've had because, yeah. um, uh, you know, what people really need to do more than anything is just process with someone. And as they process yeah. – it's like God is uh, present in the conversation between the coach and the coachee. And yeah. as they process, all of a sudden clarity starts to come. Yeah. And they really discover things by talking to you that's been in there all the time, and they just needed to kind of, you know, have the right questions asked. And so I think, I think just knowing that people are going to try to get you to tell them what to do yeah. But asking them questions like, well, you know, what are some ideas you've had? And then, you know, some other kind of trigger questions are, as they process things, say, well, what are some, what are, what do other godly people in your life uh, say about this idea? And, yeah. and then, you know, also, what, what do you see in scripture that might confirm this line of thinking that you have right now? So, you know, you're continually pointing them to godly counselors, to scripture, you know, and in your quiet moments uh, when you're with God, uh, what kind of thoughts have you had about this subject? And so you continually take them back back to spiritual things. Do you consider what you do is like spiritual mining? Because you said something from the very beginning until now that I never really thought about. uh, It's almost like borderline counseling sort of, but just mining, you're asking those questions to kind of get a little deeper. Do you, do you consider the coaching that you do similar to what counseling does to people do self-discovery or whatever? I don't know. I may be way in left field on that one. I I think there's an element of that. Um, I think kind of one of the big differences though, is that, you know, you see, uh, you see a lot of action steps come out of coaching. So at, at the end of a coaching session, you want a person to be able to tell you three or four things they're going to do within the next week or two. Gotcha. And then the yeah. next session you have, you're going to follow up on those three or four things and say, hey, last time we talked, you said you were going to do one, two, three. How'd that go? Yeah. And so yeah. there's accountability. There's uh there's expectations that they are going to move forward, you know, with some of those things. And, you know, Dave mentioned something a while ago that, you know, talking about his dad, that's really true. You know, you've asked a good coaching question when you ask the question and there's a long pause. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, you know that, wow, you know, I've never thought about that. That's kind of the response you get. And they go deeper. And like you said, they do some mining, for some things that they hadn't really ever thought of before. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. My, my wife yeah. must coach me because every time she tells me to pick up my socks, there's a long pause. Yeah, that's it. So I'm like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my yeah, wife is a coach. Yeah, so is. praise God yeah, for my you coach. You just didn't know it. Yeah, I didn't know it. There you go. Yeah. She's also the assistant Holy Ghost. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And sometimes probably not even the assistant. And there yeah, you go. There yeah. You she go. sits in the seat, man. I'm there just saying. Go. There you go. Yeah. 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 God does love me. Uh, and she has a wonderful uh, plan for my life. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. That's correct. That's correct. I hope. I hope she hears this podcast. Yeah. Well, she will, and some of her friends. So I'm. I'm kind of afraid. And 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 Aaron will step up and say, "You know, that's right. That's right. That's right." And she'll say it just like that. There you go. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. He he better know who's coaching. He better know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, hey, Aaron, we're trying to help you out. Here, yeah, you know, as, right. as you listen to this. Yeah, yeah she doesn't need uh, help, Dave. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Todd and I are going to do a coaching session with Neil after this is over. That's and right. Pick up his socks. Yes. And, uh, yes, we will. Yeah, and the remedy will be: I just won't wear any. Yeah, that's, that's good. Right. That'll be my action plan. That's right. There you go. Uh, oh, that's good. Well, you know, and one of the things, and I think you hit on this really well, I think one of the, the very important things about coaching is that it's not just helping them arrive at you know, answers that they need to their questions, but then putting into practice the answers, they, the conclusions they come to. You know, the yes. you mm-hmm. know, vital part of that coaching is, okay, now you have to do something. What, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bert Ross, who worked for North American Mission Board for several years and uh, at the South Carolina Baptist Convention, now was a was my coach for a, a little over a year, and and uh, and it was always maddening uh, because he would always and I, and God, you've heard me say this in our multiply cohort that he would always make me uh, put a date on it, yeah, on every idea I came up with. When are you going to get that done? You know, mm-hmm. who who's going to help you with this? What resources do you need to put together to make sure you get this done? That's right. And, uh, you know, what kind of outcomes are you expecting? All those kind of detailed questions mm-hmm. that uh, a high I personality type, a seven <laughs> on the Enneagram, <laughs> does not want to answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just yeah. let me let me bask in the glory of completing an idea and, and don't make me put action steps to there it. You, you know, I, we'll figure that out along. I'll build the plane on the runway. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. yeah. And he, he never would let me do that. And, uh, and so he, he, that was one thing he would always do is put a date on it, you know, put some details to it, mm-hmm. some action plans. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, and another thing he did with me that I've, and I still continue to think about and we'll do some kind of spiritual checkups periodically along the way. He would always ask me how my balance was. You know, how's, yeah. how's your family life? How's your ministry? How's your personal time? And and sometimes those were the hardest questions he would ask me mm-hmm. in all of our coaching session and sessions. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're asking questions along those lines as well. Right. You know, has anybody, you know, along the way just kind of had a meltdown? <laughs> <laughs> you're, oh yeah, and your question asking and, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and that that can be a good thing, you know. I mean, there yeah. sometimes there's just a, a need for that to. Um, I think some things kind of get out in the open, and um, and uh, you know, a coach is someone that uh, you can feel safe with. 
and yeah. uh, and someone, you know, typically your supervisor doesn't make a good coach. Uh, typically, um, yeah, you know, it need, uh, a coach is someone who can be somewhat neutral mm-hmm. and uh, someone who can be objective and someone who. Um, you know, can you just feel it really safe with? And a coaching relationship is something that it takes a little while to build. And so I'll notice that when I start coaching someone new, you know, that, you know, the first month that we meet and, and then seven months later, it's totally different. There's a trust level. And, yeah. and this guy will just, you know, because that trust has been built, he, he'll tell you just about anything. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's different, you know. It's even different with a coach than like a good pastor friend or a good church yeah. partner friend, because a lot of times we want these guys to be impressed with us. They're yeah. our peers, <laughs> and yeah. we, you know, we, yeah. you know, they say how things going, and we say, oh man, it's awesome. God just doing, amazing. you know, yeah. and that's what we say to them. But to a coach, when he says, "How's it going?" man, everything's coming unraveled. I just can't tell you. You know what I mean? There's just an honesty there in that relationship that I don't think you find in other relationships. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, and and I've seen that in coaching some of our church planners. You know, even though, you know, I try and be as neutral as I can. Right. You know, we're still the ones that are funding them and, and yes. uh, and I, I've seen you know a lot of smoke blown yes. you know, over the last ten years. <laughs> yes, and so talk, talk about that a little bit. You know, what are some thing, advice you'd give planters in picking a coach? You know, obviously, you know, it'd be difficult for a partner church pastor to be a coach. You know, if they're right. funding and investing, and you know, there's accountability there. You know, it's probably going to be difficult for us in a lot of ways as yes. ABSC employees to coach. You know, what, what are some tips you'd give on picking a good coach, what to look for, how to find one? Yeah. Well, I, I would say, you know, um, you know call people, you. Yeah, call me. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I would say, you know, first of all, pick someone who's been trained. And, you know, that's what we're working toward here at ABSC is getting a lot of our our pastors yeah. and, and even other people in the state trained mm-hmm. in coaching. And we're, we're making progress toward that. But I think training is important that someone actually knows how to coach. And, and there is, you know, there, there does have to be an understanding there of how to go about doing this. And not everybody knows how to coach. So I think getting a lot of guys trained and, and just giving a, a lot of options to our planners is going to be a good thing. But the second thing is I, I just think finding someone who's, you know, humble and sincere mm-hmm. and someone who cares about people. One thing I would say is a lot of times I see that guys think, well, I want my coach to be someone who's been extremely successful in doing what I want to do. Yeah. And, that, and that may be desirable, but it's not necessary. Hmm. Uh, right. You know, if you just get someone who understands coaching yeah. techniques and someone who loves you and cares about what you're doing, they don't have to have 20 years of experience in church planning to be a good coach for you. That's good. Yeah. Man. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of times guys want to, you know, they want to coach, they want to help, but they feel like it's in them. But they yes. feel like, OK, I got to go through this process, kind of, you know, I got to win at this level. Right. I got to hit these success points and then then go through a training yes. that which qualifies me at that point and mm-hmm. then come back around. Right. So, right. yeah, I, man, that, that's that's cool because you could be successful. Would you agree? Well, you could be very successful in church planting. 
but be a horrible coach. Oh, yeah, because some guys, you know, um, a coach, again, he's a guy who doesn't just go to immediately telling you everything he knows. Yeah. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to tell you all the books he's read and all the quotes he's heard and his sermons he's preached. And he just wants to ask you questions and help help you discover, with the help of the Holy Spirit, what you need to do. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but some guys just can't – they just are not good at that. They, they just want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And a coach is someone who helps you discover, not, not tell you – all their stories and their experiences because look the reality is the experiences i've had as a church planner are going to be different from the ones you're having neil i yeah. mean we're, there's yeah. some similarities but there's also a lot of differences yeah so we have to we have to ask good questions and let the holy spirit tell that planner what they need to do yeah yeah i don't want to get i don't want to get nosy but have you ever had <laughs> dave mentioned earlier like meltdowns have you ever had a coaching experience where you realize you know what you're just not ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, this, you know, there's some other things that you need to do or, you know, you ask the question, do you yes. think that maybe there are some other things you need to do right. before you have, has, yeah. That, yeah. has that happened to you before? Yeah. And here's what, here's what's interesting. A lot of times as a coach, you'll have that revelation when you coach them in January, but they won't have the revelation until June. Wow. Yeah. So you have to be very patient. You know, wow. and, and just you kind of think you know what yeah. they need to do. But if you just come out in January and tell them, man, let me just tell you something. <laughs> you need to do one, two, and three, and you're not ready for this. And if you do that, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose credibility. They need to discover it in their time frame. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you have to be very patient with that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's not me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, yeah. I, don't well, always, I haven't always done that, but that's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that's what the script says. That's exactly yeah. right. That's, that's exactly right. right. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I, you know, there are times, you know, in, in, in working with church planners, you'll see some guys and, and in a few conversations, you know, realize, okay, I just, this guy does not have it. Right. Uh, I just don't think he can plant this church. Uh, sometimes it takes a while for some of them to figure that out yes. <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. you know what does your if you if you have let me ask, let's see, how do i ask this so if you get a sense early on that this guy does you know guy you're coaching does not have what it takes to to be a, a successful church planner is not wired that way not that he's a, a bad minister or he can't do something else but the church plan is just not where he needs to be does that change the way you ask your questions to help him come to that conclusion as well? How does that change you know, if you figure some stuff out early on? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it does. Um, I, th- I think the only thing that you know, I have to ask myself before I do that is, you know, is this something – you know, like that I don't like about his personality or is this something right. that I don't like about his method, you know, mm-hmm. or, or something yeah. like that. But if I sense that, you know, and, and God's working in me too as a coach, wow. you know, the Holy Spirit's showing me things about the coachee. So, yeah, if I sense something, I will start to direct some questions, you know, that, yeah. that are going to, you know, you know uh, cause them to look a little deeper and and a lot of times it happens naturally because they'll come to you with frustrations mm. yeah and and, mm. and you'll say to them well 
you know, why don't you think why, why do you think you might be frustrated about that? And a lot of times the way they answer that will be like some indicators as to them just not being wired to be a church planner. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, you know, so you, you can you can help them see some of those things. And I don't think that's manipulation. I think the I think the Holy Spirit works in the coach. Uh, right. To help him see some things that that person really needs to process and think about. Sounds like yeah. there's some dual coaching going on because it's like the Holy Spirit is coaching the coach yes, he is. while the coach is coaching the. Absolutely. The, yeah, it's like a dual it really thing is. going on. And that's yeah. the way it works. And I'll tell you, you know how we, we talk sometimes about being in services where we just have this incredible experience with God, like yeah. a worship service. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I have that in a one-on-one coaching session with, with guys where I just am like, yeah. I mean, it's just like a cold chill comes up your back and you just think, yes. Wow. They, they yeah. got it. Yeah. You know, they see yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't tell them. They discovered it. Yeah. And, man, it's just a moment where you just, I mean, it is really a moment where you just are like, wow, that is amazing what God just did right there. How do you keep yeah. from pushing them? Because at that point mm-hmm. when you see it, how do you, you know, how do you keep yourself from going, oh, man, you got it. You can take off. You're the best person since sliced bread. How do you keep from doing Because, yeah. you know, I mean, think about it, Dave. You know, we, you, you'll yeah. see guys and you're like, oh, man, you're it. And then 15 minutes later, it's like a it's like a kid. You know, mm-hmm. my seven year old will make a statement and I'm like, you are brilliant. We need to take you out of school and send you to Harvard. Yeah. And then I'm changing his underwear. And, yeah, you know, like yeah. the next month. Yeah. How, do you, yeah. how do you yeah. keep yourself from damaging them? When you see, when they get that aha, because it's exciting to you. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're building relationships. You're growing. Holy Spirit is working in you and in that person. How do, how do you control yourself from just pushing them on? Yeah. Faster than they need to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I think affirmation is a, is a really important thing. And I think, I think when they do discover something that's very evident that, that God's doing something here, I think you have to really come on strong and affirm that. But I think also you, you come right off of that with, with coaching again. Gotcha. So, yeah. you, you know, okay, well, that's great. We've, now we've got this, you know, understanding. We have this direction. Okay, let's talk about, you know, what, what are some of the particulars of that as we move forward that we need to discuss? Yeah, yeah. And, and you just go right back into coaching. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just an ongoing relationship. Wow. And it really is a relationship. It's not methodical. It's not mechanical. A good coach, you know, is just, I mean, man, he's in it with you. He cares as much about what's going on, you know, uh, with your with your plant, you know, with your church. He's in it with you. Yeah. That's yeah. a good coach. What's a non-tangible? Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm just jumping out there. What's a last question from me? I'm just, what's a non-tangible thing that I'm a church planter, I'm coming out, that I need to look for uh, in a coach? And they kind of asked it a little yeah. earlier. But what's that thing that you're like, man, that's the one? What's the? Yeah. Well, uh, so just recently I had a guy contact me about coaching him here in Arkansas, you know, a church planter. And. Um, it's very interesting, but I didn't, I didn't know him very well. Um, I just maybe met him once, but he, he had heard me speak somewhere probably seven years ago and had kind of connected with me just in that moment, you know. And then when he was looking for a coach, he asked his pastor, he said, who do you think would be a good coach for me? 
And his pastor said, you know, I, I think you ought to talk to Todd. And there, so there's like these, there's, it's like that God's just saying, you know, you know, I let you meet that guy mm-hmm. all those years ago, and he kind of spoke something into your life that you enjoyed, and now your pastor is confirming that. And so I just think I just think you pay attention to things like that. That God is kind of uniquely yeah. putting you together with yeah. someone, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's a good thing to look for. And um, I think also I think you I think personality wise, you you need to connect with your coach. And I, you know, personality is a thing that we have to pay attention to. And some guys just. Uh, migrate a little bit more toward a different personality than another one and you have to pay attention to that so what I encourage guys to do is you know um, if someone says hey I want you to think about meeting with my uh, meeting with me to be my coach I say well let's let's meet for three months and let's see how it's going and I say to them hey it's nothing personal after three months if we're not you know we love each other we care about each other but if it's not clicking yeah. Let me help you find somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's real so, good. That's, that's great. A couple of questions to follow up on that. One, uh, have you ever been, you know, in, in your coaching journey, I'm sure there's when you first started, you know, there weren't guys just calling you out of the woodwork, you know, whatever. Were, were you ever assigned somebody to coach that, you know, maybe you didn't click with or did, did the, did, did you ever experience that somebody assigning you somebody or, Hey, won't you just practice on this guy? Did, how did that work for you? Well, I still experience that, you know? Um, so like, you know, in other States, there'll be, you know, there'll be guys in church planning in other States who'll say, Hey, you know, y'all contact Todd West about coaching and, and they'll call. And some of them maybe I've known in years past and we've been good friends, but when we enter into this coaching relationship, it just becomes evident really quickly that it, it's just not working for whatever reason. I will yeah. tell you this. Some guys are just not coachable. Uh, some guys yeah. are just not – they just don't do the things that they need to do to move forward. Mm. And, and that, you know, you regret that. But, but then sometimes it's just that I don't click with somebody, you know. And, again, they may have been a good friend you know mm. so dave kind of answer your question i still do that every year you know yeah. I'll, I'll coach guys i've never even met before so i'm coaching yeah. a guy in south texas right now I've, I've never laid eyes on him and i've been his coach for a year wow but i've never yeah. i've never personally met him yeah but i feel like you know i just feel like he's a brother and i feel real close to him but you know i've just i've just never you know never met him never yeah. been never been in his hometown but Man, he's moving forward and doing great. Yeah. But uh, there are other guys that that I've tried to coach, and just for whatever reason, we had to reach a place where we kind of had a conversation where I said, "Man, you know, you know, I love you, and but I feel like somebody else might could help you move forward better than I could." Yeah. And I don't always I don't always look at that like it was their fault. I just think there's some people we click with better than others. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you think it's similar personality types that work better or opposite personality types, or it's just a, you just never know? You just never, I haven't seen a pattern to it. Hmm. Okay. So I, I haven't yeah. seen that, you know, a, a high D coaching a high D is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, sometimes right. it works out really well, but, but, yeah. you know, sometimes just for whatever reason, 
uh, you're not able to help a guy move forward, and and then somebody else can come along and pick them up, <laughs> and they do yeah. move forward. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. What uh, so talk time frame a little bit? You kind of said a while ago. You know, you you'll meet about three months to see if it'll go well or not. Is three months kind of a good measuring stick for whether you move forward with a guy or not. Yeah. And then if you choose to move forward, how long do you typically coach a guy before you say, okay, well, I've done all I can do with you. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think that um, I've had some guys that I coached for a period of six months through a particular situation they were dealing with. Uh-huh. So they were trying to determine whether to, you know, leave the pastorate to become a church planner. And they needed coaching through that. Hmm, okay. And so that took about six months. Yeah. And it was a particular situation. I have other yeah. guys that I've been coaching for, you know, seven or eight years, and I'm still coaching them. Oh, and, wow. And uh, it's more of a uh, whatever's happening in life. I mean, it's, it's yeah. everything from, you know, family, you know, to their ministry, to their battle with, you know, depression. And, it, and it's seasons of life that we've been through over the last seven years, you know. And so um, what, I, what I recommend is like a coaching contract with someone. And, mm-hmm. and you'll hear this in, in uh, you know, Keith Webb will teach this in the coach model. The guys with uh, NAM will teach this as well. But it's good to have a coaching contract with your coachee of some boundaries of things that you will do and won't do and the period of time that this coaching is going to take place. And you can always renew the contract. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But it's good to put a timeline on it. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. I never really is thought year, about No, go is, ahead. Is a year, a year typical in that? Yeah, I would say a year contract is a good thing. And, uh, and then that gives everybody a way out. Yeah. So if you're a coach and you're not, you know, you, you don't feel like you're – or you feel like you want to say to this person, I think I've accomplished what we needed to accomplish from my point of view. And I would like to, you know, maybe suggest to you, you know, that you talk uh, to maybe these three or four people about what might be next for you in coaching. Yeah. And also it gives them a way out because sometimes they really love you as their coach and everything, but it's just not working and they need something different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you only have so much time to give as well. That's and, right. Uh, and there may be four other guys that you know you need to pour into as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, Neil, you were going to so, ask a question a while ago. No, I, you know, I was just going to say I never thought about the seasons piece. You know mm-hmm. that you know we just think church planting, like okay, I, I got it and take off from there. But you know, just coaching through, uh, and you just may be the coach through the decision stage yes. or the coach yes. through the yeah. transition stage. Okay. We're going to, you know, my family and I have talked about this. We talked about this area, prayed about it and just coaching them through that, that process. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, it, you know, just talking about this broadens the spectrum of coaching. Cause yes. when we hear it, it's so narrow when we yeah. talk about it, but it is yeah. so broad. Well, here's what I always do, Neil. This is the first question I always ask anybody I'm coaching. I say to them, what would you like to talk about today? Yeah. So a lot of times uh, in the past, I ended up coaching them on something they didn't want to be coached on. 
So everybody comes to, hmm. every, you know, in other words, I'll just assume they want to talk about church planning. Yeah. But you know what? If they just had a big fight with their wife and she ran out the door and slammed the door and said, I'm not coming back, that's what they need to talk about that day. Yeah. But yeah. Let, let them tell you, you know, what, what we're coaching about today. And I think a, a good coach doesn't limit it to just ministry. But, you know, is man, I've coached people about their – workout program about their diet about their all that stuff's important yeah. because if all you know i've coached them about their mental health and and um you know coached coached them to where they came to decision they need to go see a doctor and get some help and so it's not just about you know ministry strategies and and what building are we going to purchase and all those kind of things it's just doing life with them yeah i think that's a good coach yeah that's good. He started yeah. talking about working out because he was looking at my stomach <laughs> day. <laughs> His shirt's a little tighter than it used to be. Yeah, I'm just saying. I can just look at my own. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. here I am laid up with a broke back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, broke back planter. Because I got planter. out of bed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, goodness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing up working out, Todd. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Todd. To yeah. This will be the last time you're yeah, here, buddy. Yeah. I mean, Enjoy yeah. yeah, maybe my last time too. But uh, yeah. hey. <laughs> see, it's just like a coach to work in a topic that nobody wants to talk about. There right? you go. So there you go. Because he's brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brave and courageous, and he'll uh, just shut awesome. us down. Yeah, that's uh, right. Cool. So what? Uh, let's get, we'll wrap up here. Uh, just a minute. What? What's one big piece of advice that you've learned over the years and in, in your years of coaching? What's what's maybe the best piece of advice you would give uh, someone who's looking to be coached and someone who's looking to coach? Yeah. Well, I think the first advice I, I would give to anybody that's listening is everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs a coach. Yeah. And I would say to our guys that, and, and ladies that are in ministry, and man, nobody needs it more than you do. You need, yeah. you need someone that you can process with and someone who can be objective and ask you the right questions so the Holy Spirit can give you clarity. And I'm just telling you, uh, I think when I look at a lot of, of uh, people in ministry who failed, um, who uh, just had a lot of tragedy and, you know, just a lot of things went wrong, I, I, I see them as being alone and isolated. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, but in ministry, you can be surrounded by hundreds of people and be alone. Man. And and (laughs) so many of our pastors and our planners, they're just out there on their own, man. And they're surrounded by a lot of people and they put on a good face. But the reality is, man, they got nobody to talk to about the deep things down in their soul. Yeah. And um, everybody needs a coach. Yeah. Everybody needs a coach. Yeah. And I would say to you... um, who might be, I, I would say to you, it's not that you might be thinking about coaching. Everybody is coaching. It's just, are we a good coach? Mm, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm coaching my kids, but am I coaching them in the right way? Yeah. I'm, I'm coaching, you know, the pastors, you know, the, that are planning with us, and I'm coaching friends and my neighbor across the street. Even when he doesn't know I'm coaching him, I'm coaching him. So we're always in these opportunities where we can help people discover what God's saying to them. You know, another thing 
uh, counseling was always such a hard thing for me as a pastor until I went through coach training. And yeah. now, you know, it's a lot easier for me because hmm. yeah. I, I just know what to do in those moments with people by following the coach model. So I would say everybody is a coach. Uh, we just need to get good training. Yeah. And yeah. we need to, you know, when these opportunities come up in our state to get training on coaching, man, that is, I'm telling you, this is a gold mine. This yeah. will change your life yeah. if you learn how to do this. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons we're trying to, to shore up that area. I mean, we've all done done coaching over the years, but just not sure it's been as effective as it could be. And so we're trying to remedy that. And uh, uh, you're going to help us a lot with that, uh, do you believe, and, and uh, excited about what, what's to come. Yeah. And getting some guys trained to really coach well, and, oh, yeah. uh, yes. and so it's gonna be good. Yes. All right, man. Well, we can't let you get out of here uh, without <laughs> doing our our good old rapid fire. And, okay. Uh, now, and now, Todd, so, here's the deal: uh, rapid fire is not always so rapid. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's more fire than rapid. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, so you know just. Short, quick answers. What's the top one or two books that have had the most impact on you, ministry? Well, I would say this uh, Coach Model book that we're talking about by Keith Webb is is a great book to read and and a great book to just really, um, you know, just really open your eyes to some of the things that we've talked about today. So, you know, I'm really big on that book. Another thing, another book for me that's been a game changer is – Leading on Empty by Wayne Cadero. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that was a game changer for me. And I just feel like a lot of people in ministry need need to read that book every year. Man. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Okay, greatest strength, greatest weakness. Uh, you know, I, I would say the people around me would say, you know, my, my greatest strength would probably be, you know, decisiveness and and probably the ability to coach. Uh, my greatest weakness is I usually take on a lot more than I should. And, you know, I just think that, you know, I just think if it needs to be done, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also have that affliction. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I really struggle I with re- that. Uh, I get reminded of that quite often from my wife. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh and, and that Holy Spirit's name is not Aaron, it's Christy. And there you go. That's it. That's it. Holy Spirit goes yeah. by many names. That's right. That's right. Also goes by Paige. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt uh, about that. Favorite hobby or pastime? Um, my favorite hobby is I really like doing a lot of stuff outdoors. Um, I like I like to hunt anything where a dog's involved i love dogs really so, ah. I, so i trained hunting dogs and like to hunt with dogs and so um that that's a big pastime of mine and um i just like being outdoors with not a big group of people but i really i really it's an interesting thing but i really enjoy just like one-on-one time with people yeah. And not, yeah. not big crowds of people. Yeah, spoken yeah. like a spoken like a brilliant coach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Favorite movie? 
Uh, I'm going to go with Shawshank Redemption. My man. Uh, Dave, yep. he's my coach. I'm going to the bank and taking out a loan right now. <laughs> That's right. There yeah. you go. I have yeah, I have several favorite. I have several yeah. favorites, but I'm, I'm gonna go with that one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Man. That's hey, that's a whole lot of preaching material in yes, Shawshank Redemption, man. Yeah, I have actually, sure you know, I actually found myself saying some of the lines from that movie in my sermons, man. And I didn't really, I did, of course, I didn't give them credit for it. Yeah. But. Well, you know, <laughs> so you know the rule: yeah. after you say it three times with credit, after that, it's public domain. Kind of like Amazing Grace. We can just, you know, there you go. <laughs> I love you. Know, yeah, you I go. love you yeah. more all the time. Yeah, you know? that, <laughs> yeah. But when you get sued, just don't call me. It's okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I have quoted that movie probably as much as any movie. I've. Uh, uh, I tell you another great sermon illustration movie is Sea Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's a good one. Man, there's there's so many good lines in that uh, in that movie that can turn into some great theological fodder. See, I'm going to have to watch uh, it. I hadn't, hadn't seen good, Seabiscuit. That's a good, yeah. good movie. Well, and I we went to movies one night back when I was pastoring, and uh, we went to see something else, and it sold out, and there were three or four of us couples there, and like, well, we didn't want to go home. What else to show them? Well, we can go see Seabiscuit. <laughs> ah, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have very high hopes for this movie. And, uh, but you know, in kind of depression age America and everything, it, uh, there was so much good stuff in there. Wow. And I walked away thinking, okay, that was, that was timely. It was a good, it was good. That's I recommend cool. it. <laughs> that is so, cool. Yep. All right. Favorite band or musician? You know, um, I, I, you know, just in honor of Neil being a country DJ. Uh Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with George Strait. You know, dude, look at you. all my yeah. exes. There you go. Yeah. We, we played it. You know, hey, how many brothers can quote a song? I mean, you name a country artist, then boom, I'm with you. Yeah, you're the man. <laughs> you're the man there. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darius Rucker over yeah. here, man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, when, when Charlie Pryor went off the scene, yeah. we can only have one at a time. Okay. <laughs> that's, right, that's, right. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, what's uh, awesome. And I'm not sure Cowboy Troy qualifies. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, man, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us. Uh, dude, you're awesome. We love you. And yeah, love uh, you excited about the future and and uh, how you're going to help us with coaching and and uh we're just really just expecting some great things to come out of this and and uh just just been so much fun getting to watch oasis and all that's going on there and, and watch the the insanity turn into genius and, uh, <laughs> well we're still in the process so. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that all comes out that's right that's right oh goodness all right well folks thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the grind and welcome neil so glad you're going to hang in Hang in with me, and you know you, you you might be all right. We might be able to keep you around for a little bit. Hey, man, you know an episode at a time, buddy. We you know one step that's at right. a time. That's it. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. No, Nick was Neil was just doing a series. He's not the co. He's just a series. Series. So that's gotcha. What, that's, 
That's right. That's all we'll come up with. There you go. There you go. Till you find another brother that knows country and then yeah. you just eat some money. That's right. That's right. When you find that, you let me know. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, there's, there's only three. And there you I go. Know. So, you know, that's, right. Yeah, that's right. Neil, could you do that 1037 thing again or uh, whatever it was? The Kicks 103? Yeah. 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 Neil Scott at Kicks 103. <laughs> that's awesome. That. That's, <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, man. That's uh, I don't know. That's it's, gonna be my new ringtone. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of personalities in me, man. I just yeah. yeah. You may need to coach some of them out. Okay. You talking about mining? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot down in there. Yeah. That, that's, okay. 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 Now I have to ask before we get off the air, why Scott? Well, so my last name is Scoggins. And I yeah. figured drunk guys from South Arkansas could not pronounce Scoggins. That's too many <laughs> syllables. So it's easier to say Scott. So, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, gotcha. you know, it, there is thought. There is a method to my madness. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just uh, <laughs> Todd is crying. Todd is like tearing up, dude. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what's sad. That is absolutely the truth. So I'm just yeah. saying. The, the reason Todd is crying is because he's a South Arkansas yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew the guys had called in. I did. You know, yeah. 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 I was yeah. actually one yeah. of them. But You're no. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you when we get off the air what they used to ask me all the okay, time. Okay, buddy. Yeah. That's all for this episode of The Grind. Make sure to sign up for The Grind email newsletter for all the latest news, articles, and book recommendations by going to absc.org slash the grind newsletter. If you like what you hear, rate and review us and make sure to share this episode with your friends. Until next time, keep grinding.